This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. TL Talk Radio Season 6, Episode 7. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 7 of TL Talk Radio. I'm Lynn Funy-Hatton. And I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. Today, we're speaking with Jennifer Larson, founder of SchoolBuzz, a cloud-based platform for whole school, whole community communication. Jennifer is a technology entrepreneur, charter public school founder, and mother of four who is passionate about finding innovative ways to engage parents and supporters in their child's learning journey. School Buzz is the culmination of Jennifer's 15 years in education, working with thousands of educators and parents on their communication and engagement strategies. Welcome to the podcast, Jennifer. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So Jennifer is here with us today from Denver, and we're ready to kick off our conversation and get started. So Jennifer, tell us, you know, how did you get so passionate about school and family engagement? So this really just started out as a personal frustration. I think that's probably where a lot of startup kind of journeys begin. I have four kids, as you mentioned, and I was in graduate school at the time. This is about four years ago. My kids were oldest was eighth grade, youngest was kindergarten, and just started to miss things. Our school is doing a really good job at pushing information out, but almost to the point that it was getting overwhelming with the number of tools and the amount of information that, that was being pushed to parents. And we actually started to miss things. So even though I was trying to actively keep track of what was happening with our kids and everything that they were involved in, we we were really late, almost missed an orchestra performance, missed, you know, for our kindergarten, one of those dress-up days that are super Aww. important for them. Um, <laughs> something as a parent you never want to miss. And so I just started to dig in a little bit more and look at, you know, how were we missing things? What was going on? And what could we do as a family to try to keep track of this a little bit better And then coincidentally, I had worked for 10 years in software startups before kids. So I had been working with businesses on communication strategies. So as I looked at what was happening from our standpoint of the amount of information that we were getting and the different places that we were supposed to be checking for things, I started to look at kind of some of the lessons I had learned in my early tech days and started to kind of scope out, I think there's got to be a better way for us to streamline how schools are sharing information and so just that's where the journey started. So that's interesting, starting with the pain point and then bringing your own skills in and problem solving. And I'm sure we'll learn later working with a team to generate this new platform. So let's talk a little bit about communication, since that's the whole sort of topic here. Communication strategies have changed since we were in school. It was probably a lot less complex back when we were in school than it is now, especially with all these technology tools. So what do you see from your perspective? What are the best ways that schools can engage parents? 
So a couple of thoughts on that one. I mean, I, communication has probably been the one theme that's been part of my entire professional journey from business into education. And when you really look at basic communication principles, that's probably the one piece that hasn't changed because school communities today, the school communities where where I grew up, you know, years and years ago, um, it's all about relationships and it's all about, you know, engagement, how we define it today versus yesterday. It's really about those connections you have with the school leaders, the teachers, the other families in your community. So I think the foundation of communication, like those basic principles are still the same. Obviously, the piece that has changed drastically are the tools that we use to communicate and the tools that we use to keep everyone connected. And that where I think it's it's just, it's night and day now compared to what we had when I was growing up. Parents today, they've got phones in their pocket, they're on email, they're on social media all day long. I didn't even have a computer until I got into college. So mm-hmm. obviously my parents were dealing with paper and occasional phone call, hopefully not too often. You know, so that's, that's very different. And then I think not just the tools, but I think the experience experience our kids are having today is also very different. I grew up at a really big public school. I grew up in Southern California in Long Beach Unified School District. You know, I had one teacher all the way through elementary school, one teacher for first grade, you know, et cetera. We didn't rotate for specials or any type of ability grouping or anything like that. So I think even today, parents, as they're trying to get their arms around everything that their child's involved in, there's a lot more people that they're trying to connect with as well. So when you put those two things together, that makes today's experience with who they're trying to connect with and how they're getting that information very different. And I think really what we need to do is is we need to focus on how do we reach parents where they're at and make it really easy for them to stay connected. So really looking at how can we reduce the number of tools and how much information is going out and then also give parents a way to personalize their experience because every family is different. Every child probably within each family is different. So I think parents are going to have different needs as far as what kind of information they want to receive. How much do they want? How much do they feel like they need to be engaged in academics? You know, first grade versus say 11th grade potentially is very different. So, so finding a platform in a way something that's very flexible for both sides, both the school and the parents, I think is really important today. And the tools are out there to make that happen. So I don't think we're asking for anything that's <laughs> that's not reasonable either. So that's a great transition to talk to us a little bit about School Buzz and the tool and how it got started and who should consider using it. Yeah, so we basically, you know, kind of with that vision in mind, we created School Buzz to be a whole school communication solution. We recognize that what we heard from parents over and over again was that they were getting overwhelmed by the need to check a website and a newsletter and emails and some were using messaging apps. And so parents were really asking for one or at least a reduced number of tools on where they were supposed to go to find information. And really the vision behind School Buzz, I mean, ultimately it's about student success. So where we kind of took that was let's put it in the lens of how do we work specifically with parents to bring them into the loop and give them better tools to support their child outside the classroom. So that's really kind of been our mission when you look at school communications and student success is really looking on that parent piece. And that goes back to our own personal experience and kind of where we started this journey to begin with. You know, that aha moment that I had in grad school 
all that did was kind of fire me up to say, there is a problem here and I think there's a better way to solve it. So what do we do? So we really, at that point, my first step was to start talking to other parents. I had to validate that I wasn't just an outlier myself with this own unique problem that that maybe other people didn't feel. But at the time, we had been consulting with a lot of school leaders in Colorado. So we were talking with schools in suburban, urban, and rural communities. So it was a really good opportunity for us to speak with a very diverse group of school leaders, diverse group of parents. And we started to really hear some of the same some of the same comments around accessibility to information, information not being relevant, parents being overwhelmed. And so that's kind of what we boiled all together to then ultimately build School Buzz. And I think the other thing that's really interesting along the way is once we really had a good understanding of what parents were looking for, we then started talking with the teachers and the school leaders and folks in the schools because what we wanted to understand was what was their day-to-day workflow like as far as how they were trying to push information out. And what we saw was, I think parents thought that schools weren't making an effort to share information. And yet, as we talked with folks in the school, they were absolutely making an effort. And in a lot of times, they were taking one piece of information and pushing it out in multiple places to make sure they hit every parent. So I think both sides were really making an effort to connect. There was just the tool and the way that it was happening was not lining up. So that was really interesting to start putting those two things together. So boil all that together. And that's how we created School Buzz. And we really tried to make it as flexible as possible. So parents can personalize the information they receive and flexible on school side. So if you're a teacher or a coach or a club leader, that you have one tool that you can use to get that information out. So one of the things that seems to be driving you is the sort of entrepreneurial spirit to take a real world challenge and develop a solution around that. And here in our district, we've got a profile of a graduate. And in that profile, we value this idea of entrepreneurship. So give us a glimpse into sort of the backside of creating this tool, School Buzz, and through that entrepreneurial lens, what was that like? Like, who do you work with? How do you gather a team? What sorts of processes do you have along the way to produce a product that does effectively address the challenge that you described? So I love entrepreneurship. All I've ever worked in is startups. And the very first startup I worked for was a software company. I was their sixth employee. It was out in California. And I took the position the year before I graduated from college. So I've just transitioned from one to the next to the next all along the way. I think as an entrepreneur, you are always problem solving. I think that's number one. And you have to really stay connected with your customers or potential customers and trying to understand the problem you're trying to solve. I tell people all the time, make sure you obsess about the problem, not the solution. And that's especially true in technology because I think in technology, things change so quickly that if you start to get so excited about your own solution, it's very easy for the industry or technology or something to happen that maybe takes the problem in a different direction and you might miss that opportunity to stay connected to it. So that's probably one of the biggest things for us is we regularly are talking to our customers, talking to prospective customers. I travel around quite a bit to different events just to make sure I always have a really good pulse on what's happening with school communications, what's happening with parent engagement, who's out there, who's trying to solve it, where are there still opportunities. So that's something that I think as an entrepreneur, you have to be very willing to just put yourself out there and have conversations with folks to really understand the problem you're trying to solve. And once you're ready to kind of jump in and do it, it's really just a matter of 
you just have to give it a go. Like I'm really analytical. My undergrad is in math, but so it's, it's very easy for me to overanalyze and almost never get started. You just have to jump in and go. Cause I think, especially when you're building a product from the ground up, you need to get to a point where you can get real feedback. You kind of have an idea in your head, but until you can get it in front of somebody and start collecting some of that feedback to see if you're solving up the problem in the way that they would use it, that that's super important. So I think the other thing I would say about entrepreneurship is you have to be willing to solve problems in areas that aren't your core competency either. So that's something that you're going to have different challenges every day. And as much as I love the business and marketing strategy side of the business, I've had to lead the product development teams. I've had to do sales. I've had to work on the implementation. And so I actually enjoy that, but there is never, I never have the same day twice. You know, I kind of have an idea of what I might do the next day, but sometimes I wake up and, you know, things change drastically right right there out of the gate. So having a love for that, I think, is it keeps it interesting always. There's so many great skills at all. I do think it comes back to problem solving all day long and being comfortable and resourceful on, you know, not being afraid to ask for help. I could talk about entrepreneurship all day long. <laughs> I can tell by your passion. And yeah. I, my big takeaway yeah. from that is uh, I love that idea about obsessing about the problem and not the solution. Mm -hmm. That's a interesting way of, of framing that. And talking to users to better understand the problem instead of assuming you understand the problem. And the example connects directly with what you said about meeting with the school leaders and realizing they're doing a lot of this, but it may not be as efficient or the right venue. So that's an interesting connection. Before we invite you to share what's next for you, Jennifer, we have a couple of lightning response questions. Are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> okay. All right. Who's, <laughs> who's one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about school and family engagement? Okay. So that's a good question and actually a tough one because I am constantly looking for thought leaders in this space. And I think there's some great organizations that touch on this topic, like First is the Right Question Institute, or I think somebody referred me to the ASCD's whole child approach. And so there's a lot of organizations where you can find that information. As far as one person, right now, the person I probably follow the most is Julia Freeland Fisher, and she's with the Clayton Christensen Institute. So she's one that I feel like she really gets it. And a lot of the things, I've, the articles I've been seeing most recently have a lot to do with students and relationships in their networks. And so she's one that I've kind of got at the top of my list that I'm following. So we agree that Julia is a great resource. And in the show notes, we'll also link to a previous podcast where we had Julia as a guest. So our listeners can get a taste of some of her work too. And I didn't even, in, I didn't even intentionally set you up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> if you were recommending one book to our listeners, what would it be? So on that note, I am reading Julia's book right now. So she published a book pretty recently. I don't remember when it came out, but it's called Who You Know. And it's about relationships and their impact on a student's network. So that's the one I'm reading right now. And I did also have another one on my list that I just ordered. And that one is called, let's see, Partnering with Parents to Ask the Right Questions. So that looks like a great one. And that's Dan... Rothstein and Lou Santana. That's another one that I have on my list to read, but I haven't gotten to that one yet. So those are kind of my two top of my list right now on this topic. All right, great. We will link those in the show notes for our listeners. And last question, an online resource or site that you learn from regularly? So for me personally, I would say for the K-12 space, I 
read a lot of the Ed Surge newsletters that come out. I mean, they seem like they've got a pretty good pulse on what's happening in the K-12 industry. And I also love their events. They pull together great speakers. But day to day, I would say I'm probably in Twitter a ton. Um, And mostly I just follow a lot of the thought leaders in this space. And I probably spend most of my time on a daily basis just kind of following and seeing what different people are either sharing or publishing. And that seems to be where I get most of my information as far as who I'm following. All right. Thank you so much for sharing. All right. So this has been an excellent conversation. Really appreciate your perspective and your passion and your interest in solving this parent engagement problem. So what's next for you, Jennifer? What are you working on that you'd like to share with our listeners? So we have a few things that we're working on. As I mentioned earlier, we spent a lot of time out talking with school leaders and parents to ensure we're still on track, still solving the problem, still making sure that I understand what the problem is. So I'm doing what I call a listening tour this fall, which is fun. So going to be out in various cities around the U.S. and just setting up meetings and trying to do some small focus group sessions. So I love that side of the business. So I'm looking forward to that. And then two other just Recent announcements that we're really digging into, we're a new Schoology certified partner. So we're really focused in on our product integration with Schoology's learning management system and developing out the marketing strategy to support that. And then the other piece that we are working on right now is just, well, basically always trying to improve our product. So our most recent release was an integration with Amazon Translate so that parents can now get the information that's getting pushed out um, in their native language. So always continuing to really improve how parents have access to information and what tools they need, whether it's a notification strategy or translation or something like that, but continuing to improve that product on that side as well. So that's kind of this fall, what we're really looking at. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer. For our listeners to learn more about Jennifer's work in the show notes, we linked all the resources that Jennifer shared the Right Question Institute, Ed Surge, um, ASCD Whole Child Initiative, and even a link to the TL Talk Radio podcast, um, which season five, episode 36, in which we talked with Julia Freeland Fisher about who you know. So each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. And this episode's question, how might you use available technology tools to enhance the connection between school and family? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for Season 6, Episode 7. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring an innovative thought leader. Thanks again, Jennifer. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.